on last week's Irrevelations. And the title of this chapter for me, spoiler alert, is The Philistines Capture the Ark. They're trying to start a war, and then they're trying to drag God into it. If you punch out your buddy's tooth in a scrap... You don't just give it back. You don't just give him a new tooth. You give him, like, a coupon, too. For the man was old and heavy. Oh, and they're calling him fat, too. It's the world's most expensive Ouija board, is exactly what it is. Maybe the best translation is hemorrhoids. What can we give them that'll make this right? They're like, can we take a cast of my f***ing tumor-ridden asshole? Congratulations, you just bird-boxed yourself. If I were a cow, I'd just... Stop and f other cows. Before we turn to the world, I would like to. I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness? I believe in a literal. Just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now, burning now. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Did you see Kanye West at Lake, what is it? What was it called? Lakewood Lake Church. Church. Lakewood Church, yeah. yeah. In Houston, Texas. That's right by you. Yeah, it is right by me. It's uh, That's the big Joel Osteen Church. Famous for uh, its denial of hurricane refugees, as <laughs> yeah, God yeah. Uh, would have intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly wouldn't open my door to strangers. I was going to say that. strangers in Egypt, but yeah. I, I was, was going to say, counts. you're probably totally agreeing with his actions, but it doesn't oh. really mesh with his ideology, just yours. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Joel Austin because fuck poor people. Yeah. Like, we're on the same page, right, Joel? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. We, we hate that. Why Why didn't they just build houses on uh, solid foundations? No, they built their houses on sand. It's fair to keep all the you-know-whats out of your church. What's not fair is getting to have his cake and eat it, too, so to speak, that he gets to, like— preach the whole gospel thing and tell yeah. tell everyone to be good to everyone else and not <laughs> and not and be a non-profit organization while making yeah. millions. Yeah, we all agree he's a piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit that it's almost not even worth talking about. It's weird that mega the idea of mega church pastors yeah uh labeling themselves as Christian is the main reason I think the Christian faith is just dying. It's also the main reason that we should tax fucking churches. I don't want to go down this road. Because right. we want to talk about Kanye. We'll talk about that all day long. But yeah. we want to tax the goddamn churches. Did you know we the Church to... of Satan pays taxes, even though they don't have to? Yeah. What yeah. we want to do is drag them in the streets and beat them with, like, femurs. Like, oh, a, like yeah, the yeah. fucking femur of a moose. Just fucking club them to death like a caveman. I don't think I could pick that up. I'm going to say it. A moose femur? Yeah. I feel like it. If it was like a small, like a female, like a cow moose. Was a sledge not a bull moose. It would work. It would work. It would work. Um... I don't know. But, is it alive still? No. No. It's a femur, <laughs> not a leg. I mean, well, that's part pedantic. of a leg. Pedantic. It's a femur. It's a, I was just assuming that I was picking up the whole moose. Right. Because no. the femur was... You didn't say it wasn't attached. All right. I said femur. So let's anyway, talk. <laughs> uh, but, so Joe Austin... Yeah. Um, Invited When Kanye. he first popped up on the scene, I, you know, in my dumbness, 
I saw Joel Austin and he kind of had this whole vibe of like, hey, you know, the key to a happy marriage is stop being such a bitch. And, uh, you know, the key to the key to a good father, is stop being such an asshole. Like it seemed like a kind of a general, general good vibe. The, the fact that he hide, hides behind his millions of dollars and taxes poor people. I just thought, you know, hey, we both fucking hate poor people. So yeah. good on him. You know, if he wants to. I would rather those poor people pay for his jet than, like, buy lottery tickets, you know. No, absolutely. At least, you know, yeah. At least lottery tickets don't pay for schools or anything. Yeah, yeah. Those lottery <laughs> tickets pay for college education here in the state of Florida, and I'm not about that at all. That's no. just communism with extra steps. Yeah, and that's more people you're going to have to compete with in the job market. Right, yeah. That. I don't want that shit. I want those poor, underprivileged people to have zero resources. That's yeah. me and Joel. We're on the same page. We're on the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Come you. I got mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he came back on my radar when Kanye West, one of my favorite people. Um, I think the, you mean Christian genius billionaire Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. These, these you are all will use, statements. That's Lieutenant Colonel Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess, I remember like a couple of years ago when Kanye West was going right crazy, you know, around, around the, I think. Kanye West, I kind of just thought was a fucking joke, but yeah. at least was like at least an artist joke. Um, yeah, and then around like the, the Taylor time Swift of, time when the, he did that. Yeah, I'm right about let you then, finish. Yeah, yeah, no, but let me finish. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the time, that was kind of a uh, joke, but go on. Yeah, I got it. Um, the, the around the Taylor Smith. Swift? Taylor Swift. No, Taysway is how I know. I, yeah. I don't want to know how to use her real name. Just Taysway to me. Yeah, sure. Around the Taysway incident. Yeah, Tadoff Swiftler. <laughs> around the Taysway incident. Was kind of where I was like, I wonder if this guy is like crazy. Because I remember it, it seemed like a fucking weird joke. And then he like doubled down. And then he decided to pick a fight with Beck. And I was like, Why, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I mean, I, I think that we're all crazy. His type of crazy just happens to be megalomania, which stands oh, I, out. Yeah, I think his type of crazy is a chemical imbalance in the brain. But um, he needs some lithium. But anyway. <laughs> sure, uh, <laughs> great. All right, Dr. Cole. <laughs> I would just I I I I just shoot it to him, um, but I think it's kind of funny that a guy who's known for like megalomania and narcissism and delusions of grandeur uh, would find himself now possessed by God and answering his calling, and it's not a calling to like uh, quiet humility or a life spent in servitude. It's everyone needs to listen to me. I know what's going on. Let me tell you how to live your life. I find that I, you just never see that. No, you don't. You don't see it. Yeah, he's like, by the way, God has called me. Everyone shut the fuck up. I got everyone's gotta listen to me now. Everyone give me all your attention. God is speaking through me now. I think it's part of his I think he's gonna trump us. You think he's gonna I I, I saw him I mean I, I saw him a little bit a while ago when he was talking about it. It was on a God, was it our cringe? I don't even fucking know. I, I, I like to go to uh, the kind of subreddits that hurt me. Uh, but it was um, something where he was like, yeah, and when I run for president in 2024, and people like laughed in the audience, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Does no, are, are people not taking me seriously? I don't think you understand. God is speaking through me. Does that not hold any weight these days? <laughs> like, don't you understand? Uh, I mean, he's going to run for president in 2024, I think, yeah, unless he dies. Me, yeah. I mean, if the guy from uh, Godfather's Pizzeria did it, then I don't see why <laughs> he's got a chance. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Herman Cain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. I love the idea That's of he's a like we're going to true blue America. We're going to we're going to we're going to turn atheist Christian. I'm going to find all the fire who's who's his targets for people to convert to Christianity? Just all the fire writers and producers and rap artists today. That's all you he's know, working we're on. We're going to bring them back to God. Aren't they already air quotes Christian? 
right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's I'm, I'm part of some... the rap game. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, when you talk about raping bitches, you gotta give ups to God. You, d- I mean, you joke, but that's true. I mean, yeah. if you've listened, if you're a, a, a fans of the podcast, know you got to. Yeah, got <laughs> to. If you're like, a good, you know, Jew. like like DMX, I feel yeah. like he has some yeah. pretty rough lyrics, and then at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, thank God for this. You know? Yeah, yeah, you gotta have three go gold chains and accent. one giant cross to let people know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 you're a good boy. I mean. Um, we could go down a real rabbit hole here and talk about how fucked up Christianity is to the black community, the way it was introduced, right? Like that it was like used as a used as a as a means of like maintaining the status quo with slavery and and eventually it is Jim kind Pro. of like when you when you when you're talking about like um, the Protestant Revolution and stuff and Lutheranism yeah. and stuff and like then the guys like hey guys I just realized that. Uh, the idea of the Catholic Church using the Bible to say, hey, you guys should all just be good serfs and good servants to your lords is kind of fucked up, and we should sort of, like, live free men and seize power. And then right back in there, like, by the way, the Bible says you guys should be good slaves. Yeah, yeah, just a couple <laughs> hundred years later in America. Like, 12 sudden, years yeah. of slave guy. Remember that dude? How he was, like, he would, like, preach to them. Yeah, so like, fucking by the, creepy. By the way, if you're good Christians, if, I mean, trust me, guys, I'm going to, as he's whipping the shit out of him, don't worry, heaven's going to be great. Whipping <laughs> and be, raping him. He's a good slave. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's kind of funny. but uh, I don't know if it's funny. I'm going to read some of these quotes <laughs> here so we can, let, let, let's digest this. Okay. Um, Is this Kanye's quotes? Yes. Speaking right. about the life of Pablo, Kanye revealed that he didn't know how to make a gospel album. He continued, the Christians I was around were beaten in the submission by society, and they would not profess the gospel to me because I was a superstar. <laughs> but the only superstar is Jesus. Oh. Like, it's such a fucking shallow, fake, pathetic bullshit. I, I mean, are know. you surprised? I think he might be the, the perfect Christian. I yeah. think he just might be the prototype. Like, whenever I think of, like, a, for better or for worse, when I think of the prototypical Christian, I'm going to think of Kanye West. I'm going to think about a guy wrapped in his millions, sure. uh, banging his ex-porn star wife, just like, oh, Hey, God, she's not a porn now. star, all right? I, she again. Was, she made one amateur video, and who among us, whoever among us has not done that she should throw made, the first stone. She made two. Oh, did she? And I've seen them both, yeah. Oh. But then she there's like a, the there's like a Ray J's outtakes. There's like <laughs> it's like a blooper reel. But <laughs> she was just trying to be the next Paris Hilton. God bless her heart. Yeah, God bless her heart. But uh, whatever happened in Paris, we'll say. Do that we for hate the day. Kardashians? I don't think I do. I don't fan. think I. I don't care. But I hate them. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm completely indifferent. Just don't if I, I would walk the other way if I like saw them and yeah, I wouldn't want to be. a or if they I wouldn't like, call fuck me any of their moms. If they, <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> just the hot one that was the Olympian. Um, yeah. You can't tell uh, me just to be next to all doesn't that. know how to fucking twerk. Just to feel all that power. Uh, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get fucking thrown around by a woman. And <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner's got the fucking mass to do it. it yes, correct. Um, no, but I mean, I don't admire them at all, despite their uh, success. But yeah, I don't hate them. That's I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't good for them, them, I guess, in their own way. Yeah, I think that's... I they think figured that out the of... fucking code, right? Just like Kanye and Trump did. Yeah, yeah, they figured it out. They found out the right words to say. Yeah. Ugh. Just like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or I mean, game recognizes game. I'm yeah, not gonna fucking you know, like. 
the results speak for themselves. You know, you're just angry at uh, job creators and successful men, you know? Yeah, they're real modern day Saul. <laughs> yeah, all right. I was wondering what we were going to have. I haven't gotten that far in Saul, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that today, I guess. I, yeah. I, uh, speaking of people who were elected by God, uh, <laughs> just like Kanye West, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit the more first of Kanye. Samuel. Let's call him the first, first Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye 0.1. 1.0.1. 1. 1. There you go. <laughs> this is the uh, alpha. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the uh, Revelations podcast, then. Uh, I'm Cole Delusky. And I'm Grant DeVoist. And we're going to read you the Bible so that you don't have to, because as we've said time and time again, you really shouldn't do that. Do not do that. No. This is episode 61. We're picking up, of course, where we left off, which is in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 7. So we uh, covered 4, 5, and 6 last week, which was a good little ride. Uh, we went along and saw what the ark was up to. Now we're getting back to the people, which is what I always want to do is get back to the people, like our audience, their people. Yeah, it was a fun little side quest with the... Um, the ark. Uh, the ark, yeah. But uh, now we're now we're now we're now we're back. That was a little bit of filler. Now we're back to the story of Samuel, I guess. Yeah, we are. I don't really Samuel hey, and some other people. So. Samuel's a. Uh, I would almost call Samuel a complex character, which is a fancy talk for his story makes no goddamn sense. Well, what you mean to say is he's an inconsistent character, and <laughs> not a little bit inconsistent. I'm going to say right now tonight's. Well, I should say this episode is going to be the most inconsistent episode we've ever done. I think this is the craziest part of the Bible. Right. Um, I don't know if you took that away, but like this shit is glaringly um, inconsistent and uh, tells the same story a couple times over and uses different facts each time and just it doesn't work. It's a it's poorly done. And we're going to talk later about. What maybe is going on with that? I have some Googleization to bring to the table finally again, oh, um, nice. but we'll get there. We'll get there. It, it 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 it's almost like I feel like we've been doing this for a year now and change. Now yeah. now we're getting we're in episode sixty now, um, and sixty one. But yeah, it seems almost funny that when we started this, it almost felt like we had to address the elephant in the room. Like, oh, by the way, there are some people who who think the Bible is perfect and free of any inconsistencies. And it just seems like every episode we talk about to the point where I almost feel like, in case you forgot, the Bible is wildly inconsistent and a big pile of shit. Um, And we're going to cover a lot of that today. Yeah, Um, I, I try not to hit it, that bell too often. Yeah, it just Not feels like that it, alarm, but we need it to seems tonight. so it seems so profound the first time like no way could anyone believe this and now it just feels like all right at this point <laughs> that would be the entire podcast yeah. I, I thought it might be like some little bits in Genesis we're like oh yeah but that we'll have explain fire ants that are native to South America but now we're kind of like okay yeah obviously this is <laughs> this is silly uh, obviously this is multiple writers just writing bullshit yeah. over and over and over again but we'll talk but, about uh, that when we get to it for now let's pick up where we left off. The start of chapter seven is actually the end of chapter six. It, it kind of is an incomplete story in six. So first one of first Samuel chapter seven, it's saying, yeah, so uh, these people that had the ark, if you remember the end of the last episode, uh, the ark ended up in this one town. It killed a shitload of people there because they looked at it. Right. I mean, it wasn't up to them, but they looked the, at it. The ark is some bad hombres. 
Yes, <laughs> you could say that. So they have the Ark in their town, and they're like, hey, let's get fucking rid of this Ark. They send it back to Kiriath Jerem. Um, it, 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 it's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, I, I know we kind of didn't mention it, but at the beginning of the last episode, we talked about how like the Israelites were like, oh, yeah, let's go get the Ark of the Covenant. That thing's fucking great. We can't lose with it. Let's go get the Ark of the Covenant. And then at the beginning of this chapter, they're like, everyone, can we just get this fucking Ark of the Covenant as far from us as humanly possible, this thing sucks. Yeah, it's really, I, again, I, I used this comparison last episode, but it reminds me of, like, a nuclear weapon. Where, yeah, it can be devastating to your enemies, but don't hang out around it too much. You know, your hair's going to start falling it. out. Yeah, yeah you're going to grow another arm. It reminds me of that scene from True Lies. He's like, it's an ice cream maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes snow codes. Um, so they take it to Kirjoth Jerem, and... Uh, and bring it into the house of Abinadad on a hill. Just some guy's house. Just some right? random dude's house. They just find it. They're like they're looking for a safe house, some guy to hold their drugs, and they give it to Abinadad. He's like, okay. So he consecrates Eleazar, who is the exact same name of Aaron's son. Correct. So convenient that he is also going to be a high priest. Eleazar, Conven- if you remember, was the sort of the biumvirate with Joshua when they were taking over Canaan. He was like the theological leader, whereas Joshua was the like conquering hero. Who took over for Phinehas, which oddly enough is Eli's the son, son of well. Eli's son. Yeah. So A lot of if, repetition in these names. A lot of repetition. Oh, so Phinehas handed over the Ark of the Covenant to uh, Eleazar under Joshua, and now, uh, what, 500 years later, coincidentally, yeah. uh, you know, Phinehas is handing over the Ark of the Covenant to Eleazar? Interesting, that. Yeah. I'll give him only a 5 out of 10 for name creativity, but an easy 10 out of 10 for rape and murder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they just bring it to some random guy's house. He's like, oh, shit, what do I do? He's like reading the manual. Okay, we need a priest. Uh, son, get in here. You're a priest uh, now. I, I'm going to fucking spray oil over your fucking face. You're a priest now. Take care nice. of this thing. Yeah. I'm assuming he is a Levite, too, because otherwise, why would that be his name, right? doesn't really Eleazar, say. I mean, it's a first name, so who the fuck knows? But anyway, um, doesn't matter. It stayed there for 20 years. No incidents. Yeah. This and ticking the, fucking time bomb. Exactly. That's the actual end of Chapter 6. For some reason, it's in Chapter 7. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Uh, so the Ark remained there for 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Okay. Uh, and... Samuel's there just like, hey, guys, listen. All right. If you guys will just come to God, throw away all your other gods, then God will come into your hearts and deliver you from the hands of the Philistines, which is kind of interesting because, I mean, I know we beat this analogy like a dead horse. Yeah, but but why do you want him? (laughs) You know, it, it just sounds like Samuel is like your ex's sister. And your ex's sister knows your ex beats the absolute shit out of you, but is still like, come on, just come home, you know. I know you, he's willing to let bygones be bygones, and if you just come back to the house, get right back to the kitchen, be a good wife to him, he'll buy you it's out from your pimp. Be fine. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. And sure enough, like a couple of idiots, he says uh, he's sorry. <laughs> the the Israelites fall right into this old trap. And follow along with Samuel. It says they put away their Baals and their Ashtoreths. Uh, We've talked about Baal a bunch of times. Ashtoreth, interestingly, before this point is only referred to as a city. Now it's referred to as a goddess who, interestingly enough, is sort of an ancient version of Aphrodite or Venus. 
Are you sure? Because we've talked about, as far in as Wicca- I thought, we I thought we talked about Ashtoreth like a dozen times. Ashara. Oh, you're right. The Poles yeah. of Ashara and stuff. Ashara, okay, yeah, who right, was right. the, uh, the like wife, air quotes, wife of of El. Um, but right. this is no, this is a different Canaanite goddess who is basically the equivalent of the Greeks, kind of adopted her into Aphrodite, and then the Romans into Venus. Um, yeah. So the Jews just come crawling back to their abusive boyfriend. Yeah. Correct. But it, again, it is funny that this Ashtoreth is the name of a city over and over and over again throughout the Bible until Judges when suddenly the name Ashtoreth becomes this goddess or whatever. So it seems like it's sort of a recent thing to me. I don't know. Though. Interesting. I'm not a fucking whatever. Yeah. Um, so Samuel decides to gather all of Israel to Mitzpah um, to like uh, judge them as his leader. He's like, everyone get over here. We're going to fucking Mitzpah. Now, Mitzpah. Um, I know it's kind of mentioned with Noah Plum, and we've had a lot of mentions of Mitzpah. I, I, we've mentioned it so much that I felt like I needed to like come back and be like, what the fuck is Mitzpah? Right, Mitzpah, Mitzpah is a place where they meet a lot. Um, so like in Joshua, Mitzpah is a place where armies gather before they wage war. So it's um, like Mitz- Whataburger in Niceville. <laughs> okay, great. What a fucking <laughs> reference. Uh, Mitzpah is where Jephthah uh, flees. You know, um, Mitzpah, the first real reference, Mitzpah is where Jacob and Laban bury the hatchet and build that pillar of stones. Oh, fun. Mitzpah is actually Hebrew for watchtower. And interestingly, Uh, it looks to me like it's, well, there's a few different Mitzpahs. So this must be the one that's in Benjamin. Because I'm looking at uh, my concordance right now. Mitzpah is a place... um, Outside of Canaan in Moab, on the east side of the Jordan, it's a place in Gilead, it's a place near Mount Hermon, and it's a place in Benjamin. So I guess this is probably the one in Benjamin, right? Since we end up talking a lot more about Benjamin in this episode. Um, I guess that's possible. I I, I, I wasn't aware of that kind of... Uh... Why, what, yeah, I wasn't until I just popped this open. Sorry for springing that on you. But yeah, I guess there's <laughs> there's a lot of mitzpahs is the uh, problem. I guess I had not really considered that there might be more than one mitzpah. Yeah, because um, they suck is... at naming shit, as we already talked <laughs> Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Uh, so mitzpah was where uh, Jacob and Laban, um, like, bury their fucking hatchet. And yeah. there's an interesting quote here. Apparently it has some um, emotional significance or something like that. Uh, apparently, a mitzpah is also a name for like a charm that Jews wear sometimes. That hmm. means like ba- bondage and like not bondage, but like <laughs> but like a bond yeah. between two people, like a bond. Um, if we recall from Genesis thirty-one forty-nine, uh, when Laban and Jacob make that heap of rocks as witness between you and me, yeah, uh, they said the city is now called Mitzpah. Because he said, may the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent one from another. So mitzvah is also a place where like, hey, this is a place where we make an agreement that God's going to watch over us and yeah, keep yeah. us on our fucking toes. Good fences make good neighbors. It means the direct translation of the word mitzvah is watchtower. So it kind of makes sense. Right. Regardless, right. they're in mitzvah. He gets all the juice together. And uh, it says they draw out water and poured it out before the Lord. I'm guessing that's some sort of a weird pagan ritual that they were into. One for my God, homie. Yeah, exactly. Um, then they fast. They confessed all their sins. And it's basically this is them trying to get back on track, right? Uh, because of Eli's shitty kids and Eli being like a, a kind of a do nothing about it. They're right. pretty far off the, the beaten path of what it's God a, wants. It's the Jew equivalent of like make up sex with God. 
Gross, yes. Um, and so they've drawn the water. They do the fasting. They confess. They're like, oh, we sinned. And the Philistines hear this. They're like, oh, all the Jews are in one place. Cha-ching. <laughs> That's a fucking juicy opportunity right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a slave Walmart. Yeah, it's like whenever you see a bunch of stray dogs all together right. around something and you're driving okay. and you're like, I'm going to get a bunch of dogs. <laughs> Where's my cherry bobs? I'm not um, the only one that drives over stray dogs for fun. Uh, uh, okay. Statistically, no. But- <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so they're going to plow these stray dogs over and uh, basically they're <laughs> the Philistines come up, surprise attack. The Israelites all turn to Samuel. They're like, hey, Big Sam, you're like our boss now, right? Uh, could you maybe figure this out for us? <laughs> and quick on his thinking skills, he's like, all right, we obviously need to appeal to God. Let's not go get the ark because that doesn't work. We figured out. Right. But, that ar- the ark sucks. Yeah, the ark sucks. He's like, let's go back to the old school ways. Let's just kill this baby lamb. So he takes a baby lamb, sacrifices it whole. That's like whole burnt offering. So burns up an entire lamb real cute um and it says at, he cries out to the lord on behalf of israel so he's like come on god save <laughs> i think it's i think it's interesting i mean maybe in contrast uh when israel first went to war in the philistines against the philistines and samuel they thought they could kidnap the ark of the covenant and basically force god's hands and this time they're like hey samuel okay we tried forcing god's hand what yeah. do we actually have to do? And Samuel's like, what if I just fuck up a really young animal? And God's yeah. like, yeah. Because well, that is the prescribed that option. Um, yeah, although, yeah, yeah. Maybe, although maybe kind of say. like a, a, you know, if you go by faith, you'll get what you want kind of maybe message. Ugh. Although taking the ark out is also an act of faith. So uh, One other thing I notice is that the Israelites, I, I don't think these Israelites... I know when we first talked about the Bible and God and all this stuff in Genesis and Exodus and stuff like that, we kind of were like, I don't think God likes the Jews. He doesn't no. seem to like the Jews. He certainly no. doesn't care for them. But I think Judges and Samuel kind of indicate that, like, I don't think the Jews like God. Um, it definitely seems like an abusive relationship. Uh, at no mention ever is that the Israelites are glad to be of service to God. Uh, in this one instance where they cry out to Samuel, hey, would you get God for us? It's because literally, so he may save us from the Philistines. Yeah, it's an act of desperation. And even God is like, hey, it's so transactional. Even God's like, if you guys fucking serve me, I'll keep you safe from the Philistines. The same Philistines I keep selling you to. Yeah. And it's have like outright that, stated I'm punishing you with them. It's like someone that only prays whenever they have a really bad case of like their IBS flaring up. Okay. <laughs> and then God's just there making the IBS flare up and just like, yeah, this is our This is our relationship. This, this is what pray. we This is what we like to do. I just keep flooding your fucking hot cocoa with laxatives and then I'm sitting here holding all the TP. <laughs> so it's a good time. They're having a great time. He sacrifices the lamb. The Philistines draw near, it says, to uh kill the Israelites, and suddenly the Lord thunders down against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. So basically God did all the work. Yes. These pussies are afraid of thunder. Are they like a fucking like chihuahua? Okay. Or like first a- off, lots of big dogs are also afraid of thunder and there's nothing to be ashamed of. If you're a big dog, it's a shame. Of thunder. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> sure. 
Um, I'm just saying anyway, great, great, great. You fucked my joke. Great. Well, you're uh, marginalizing. <laughs> I don't want to marginalize Dobermans that are afraid of thunder. But anyway, <laughs> so you. these these pathetic Philistines are like, oh no, thunder! Let's get the fuck out of here. And uh, the men of Israel uh, left Mitzpah, which is a common theme again. Just to just to reiterate, they're always they, they meet at Mitzpah right before war. They go out, pursue the Philistines, and drove them back as far as Beth Car. I like to think anything that would drive them that far back had to have been God doing a little time traveling, getting the biggest stereo system you've ever seen, putting it on top of the mountain, and playing Thunderstruck. And that's what it means by thunder. Okay. Wouldn't that freak them out? <laughs> that would be pretty fucking I mean, freaky. picture it. I want to be there. Right. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so Samuel, after this great victory, uh, takes a stone, sets it up between Mitzpah and Shin, and called it ebenezer saying thus far the lord has helped us uh is that is that accurate that the lord's helped them so far <laughs> i like that it's also thus far the lord has helped us it's such a fucking backhanded <laughs> thing it'd be like me like hey uh, uh hey uh like if, if my son was helping someone like by mowing their yard i'd be like hey uh, how's my son working and he's like thus far <laughs> He's done a good job. I'm like, all right, so we understand. We got to keep a close eye on this guy. <laughs> Thus far. expecting him to stop? But also, it's a, bold, a bald-faced lie because uh, God has done no such thing for them besides this one act of thunder. Yeah. yeah. By, by the way, if we recall from the last chapter, he killed 50,000 Jews. For looking? For at looking at him, his yeah. But. And the first time that the Philistines attacked uh, Israel, Israel lost 4,000 men. Just because the, God didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then the second time they lost 13,000 men. So fighting the Philistines on their own, they lost 17,000 men. Involving God, they lost 50,000. It's always a net loss with this guy. You know? I mean, I don't want to go out on a tangent here, but like God made these people. He gave them their desires. He gave right. them their physical needs. He surrounded them with temptations and things like that. And then after literally setting this up, I mean, this is like you write a program, right, on your computer, you right. coders out there, and it doesn't do what you want, so you light your computer on fire or shoot it with a gun. Like, no, I, it's your fault. You I made feel like this. It's, I feel like it's like those people that put, like, uh, those, like, uh, spiked cock rings on their kids to keep them from getting erections. That? People what? do that. People do that. Uh, but they put spike cock rings on their kids to keep them from getting erections because it's sinful. And then like mm. eight years down the line, they're like, why can't he find a girlfriend? What's that about? <laughs> like, why does he only get off to being spanked? Yeah, I don't know. what's wrong so with him? Why does he I, I, associate sex with pain? <laughs> every time he sees a girl, a he runs in fear. What is there a spiked cock ring? Uh, I, I assure you, not I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it has nothing goes away. We're still cutting off clits and heads, oh, but sure. um, there used to be a thing. Oh, where, Kellogg's. Like, Kellogg's was a type of way of trying to force uh, celibacy and. But and, it was like that same uh, motion. I mean, we still have apps now to keep kids from masturbating. There, there, I don't Hell think yeah. there's any stone these uh, freaks won't unturn. You know, <laughs> won't turn. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, so God is helping them thus far, and. Uh, it says the Philistines were completely subdued and they stopped invading Israel's territory. So they got their balls fucking clipped. Right. Yep. Um, it says at that point, throughout Samuel's lifetime, the Philistines basically didn't fuck against, against the Israelites. Israel took all its territory back. Uh, and then uh, kind of like a weird at the end of um, 
7.14. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Uh, the Amorites were the people that... Um, uh, just, just as a brief recap, the Amorites were the people with King Sihon that Joshua destroyed. Um, yeah. Or I guess Moses. And then there were also the people that like bitched at the Jews later. Like, hey, you guys are on our land. And they were like, well, how about you get fucked? And they're like, all right, we will. We'll go, okay, we'll go fuck ourselves. So cool, cool, cool. So, and then also, by the way, the Amorites are cool now. Like, great. Indeed. So Samuel continued to uh, be the leader of Israel for the rest of his life, sort of. Um, he's like a traveling judge. Yeah. It says from year to year, he went on a circuit, kind of like the circuit riding preachers of the American uh, West expansion times. And he would judge Israel and then he would go back to his home in Ramah. And would hold court there, kind of. And he had an altar to God where he kept doing his little judge stuff. So he's basically just a judge. Like the yeah, he's just a, just a little roaming... Uh, Circuit-riding preacher. Yeah, yeah, As they called him. That's chapter 7. That is sort of the life of Samuel. But we're going to cut back in here with chapter 8 on uh, the tail end of his life. So, chapter 8. Samuel's getting old. He's a little concerned about the next leadership step, as any king would be or what have you. And so he's sort of appointing his sons, much like Eli was sort of doing with Phinehas and whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So Samuel's now essentially the head of the church, which essentially means he's the head of Israel. Yeah. And not learning... uh, My Bible even is confused. Uh, I'm going to say the concordance here. The failure of Samuel to profit by the mistake of Eli is inexplicable. So even the Bible's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. That Samuel, who, his entire story is that he was raised by Eli, a man who had shithead sons and was a weak, pathetic father, and then brought by the ruin of Israel and lost the Ark of the Covenant as a result. Here's Samuel down the line with shitty, fucking, dumbass, shithead sons. One yeah. named Joel and one named Abiha. Terrible names. Um, so... I'm going to evoke the great Dan Carlin here. Uh, this is a recurring theme in a lot of like ancient writing is that you have one generation is, is made tough by tough times. Then they make the times good, right? They make things nice for everyone because they're so tough and good. And then the next generation is raised in the good times. They're soft. And so when they come into power, they make things shitty again. And so it's oh. kind of a cycle. Wood slippers um, going up, silk slippers coming down. Exactly, Shit, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think the Bible is alluding to here. It's probably one of the earliest examples of it. If and I, I mean, guess. it's something we see today. You, you, the, the the father that gave up his entire life to accrue wealth and yeah. just worked from the time he was 12 years old and probably was a shitty father for it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just like, like he's like, why isn't that your baseball game? Because he's worried about third quarter earnings. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, obviously. Um uh, the absentee father obsessed with his wealth uh, raises children who have nothing but money and no direction. Yeah, uh, and Samuel's out traveling all the time, right? So it makes sense. Yeah. Although, on the other hand, I like to think, is that just a trope that we developed? Because we like to – it gives a generation the ability to look down at the next generation and uh, and sort of be like, oh, like you're going to be the – you know, it's, it's, it's the – I don't know. It's bullshit. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's. I think it's a trope that we see enough. You know, like there's like there's the there's Conrad Hilton. <laughs> there's a, there's his descendants. You know. Um, yeah, but Paris is pro- probably made more money than him. 
honestly. Like, I guess, but it's not like fine. she made it building hotels. What about the – she was the granddaughter, so that doesn't even work. But uh, yeah. I, I think that that's true of like certain ultra-rich peoples you see that. like. Well, Samuel's at the top. Yeah, but I'm saying for – for the entirety of a population, I don't think it holds that true. Um, well, I mean, I think I think you have poor people, middle class. Rich. I mean, th- th- this is outside the scope of our normal bullshit to discuss uh, classes and well, striations I mean, and populations. Instance, but I, I think it's a fair trope that rich parents that uh, neglect their children in the pursuit of wealth generally leave shitty, yeah. fucking my useless point, children. My point, though, is that it is a fictional trope, I think. But I don't even think like it's fictional. I think it. you see it all the time. You no, know, maybe we're putting a heightened I, sensitivity to it because it's I so common. I think there's a psychological fiction. reasoning to it. Like a like a, some kind of bias in our minds, you know? It's like, that we want to admire people who do great things, and we want to shit on the people who who get things for no reason. I think that's why. And so yeah. we, we'll, we'll, look, we'll find examples that, that confirm that. Anyways. Either way, uh, Samuel's kids uh, are, uh, are head priests. Uh, yeah. They were judges in Beersheba. Uh, but they uh, took after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Nice. So this is literally the exact Eli situation. Samuel's right. getting old. He's got shitty sons. What's crazy is that God doesn't punish any of them for this. Right. Instead, we end up taking a completely different tack. And that's right. where we're going right now. In In this instance, Israel... Oddly enough, God hasn't learned his lesson. Samuel hasn't learned its lesson, but Israel has learned their lesson. They're like, uh, listen, uh, Samuel, we're kind of done with this whole uh, monotheistic society, and we kind of want to just elect a king. Like, we're done with the church. It sucks. It seems like you keep electing shitheads over us who don't seem to have any accountability. Uh, I'm not quite sure who they answer to, but we keep getting fucked on. Uh, I mean, they're right. Yeah. Samuel I mean, of course is sitting right. here. Samuel is sitting there trying to appoint people that are known shitheads, that are perverts, it says. So, yeah, <laughs> the Israelites are correct that they don't want to be a part of this bullshit scheme anymore. They want it, to try something new. It is kind of funny. They're like, all right, listen, guys, we've had a despotic ruler who elects his children uh, with zero accountability and all the power. We need him to elect us a despotic ruler who elects his children and rules with unaccountability and despotic power. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Let's have the head of the church elect us a king. It doesn't. That's know. the dumb part of it. That's where I think that the, the Israelites are so cowed at this point yeah. by their generations after generations after centuries and millennia of having to respond to every whim of this crazy ass God. That yeah, that's at least Samuel isn't God. It seems like it seems like the Israelites are like, dude, I fucking hate God. I hate being ruled by God. I'm seeing those sweet ass Philistines who seem to be having a great time. They don't have a God that they have to worry about, you know. Yeah, Marduk. Let's seems try that cool, shit. Or whatever yeah. the fuck his yeah. name is. Uh, Dagon was the one. Dagon. That Hell that yeah. Last time. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. So they they want a king. They want something new. They want something fresh. They want they want a leader. Who's going to drain the swamp? Yeah. So <laughs> they go to him. They tell him all this. Hey, uh, give us a king. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so Samuel goes to God. The God's like, all right, I give up. Listen to him, which Samuel doesn't want to hear. Uh, he's a, He wants to be a, a nepotistic piece of shit and hand it off to his sons. Because why wouldn't you, right? There's, fucking, I- there's dick seed. 
Yeah, um, I feel like he was like expecting God to take his side on this. But. Yeah, and he's an idiot for it, and I hate Samuel now. And like, so, at this point, God seems legitimately not just angry at the Jews and just hate them, but now like bored. Yeah, God's stupid. So he says to them, uh, he says to Samuel, yep, let them let have their king, but first tell them what the king comes with. Like, let them know the stipulations of having a king. And Samuel's like, ah, I see where you're going with this. Let me, you want me to talk him out of it. <laughs> you want me to poison the well here. I kind of want to read this whole section. Do you want me to do that? About what uh, Samuel tells them? Are you going to start at Samuel 7? 11. Uh, so he goes to the people. I, 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 wanna, I have something about Samuel 8 and 7. So Oh, go ahead. What's up? Um, something interesting uh, Samuel 8, 7, and the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you. Like, hey, man, don't take it personally. It's oh, yeah, not yeah, you. Yeah. It's me. They just fucking hate God, which <laughs> I don't see what their fucking what problem is. <laughs> like, God, like, God seems so weird. And it's so weird. The Bible. Uh, here we go. Uh, Samuel 8, 8. According to all the work which they have done since the day I brought them up out of Egypt. Even to this day, which they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. And he's like, so do what they say. It, it seems interesting to me. God seems to only care about that whole Egypt thing. It's like his one fucking deal. It, and, and then yet at the same time seems to be just gaslighting the whole thing. Like, I wonder why they hate me. I wonder why. He's just a fucking narcissistic shithead mom who's like, he just goes on the internet. And is like, why doesn't my daughter love me? She's so shitty. And they're like, well, what actually happened? I don't know. You know, I put them through school. I don't know what the fucking deal is. And then, like, you, if you ask the daughter, she's like, dude, she whipped me every goddamn day. <laughs> Did I mention the cock ring? <laughs> I, I actually have the perfect uh, metaphor that I'm going to get to in a minute. All right. So Samuel says to them, this is what the king who will reign over you will claim as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve with chariots and horses to be soldiers. They will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders, right? So it's not going to be bad for everyone. He's going to make you make their weapons and war equipment. He's going to take your daughters. They're going to have to make perfumes and be cooks and bakers. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that actually sounds dope. I would love to do that. Um, he's going to take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a oligarchical situation yeah finish it because I, I we got we got to talk about this he's going to take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants your male and female servants and the best of your cattle basically he's going to take everything that god would have normally yeah done. i was going to say like the whole fucking thing god's like okay but warn them like hey guys he's probably going to want like an effa flour and it's, some oil and the firstborn of your flock like that's what you ask for Am it's I actually taking crazy pills yeah it's everything that god takes from them but less i think and here is where I see the perfect metaphor fall into place. Okay. This is like if the president of China, Xi Jinping, went okay. to the Hong Kong protesters and stood up on a podium and said, all right, I'm going to give you democratic rule in Hong Kong, free democratic rule, voting, elections, everything. But just so you know, they're going to be in charge of you. You got to do what the legislature says. You have to do what your elected officials want you to do. And they're yeah. like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys? I just hope you're aware that if you uh, allow yourself to have a king, you're gonna have to follow rules and make sacrifices to him. They're like, "What yes. the fuck did you think we were doing now?" Like, I don't. Like, God's like, can you imagine having to give like your firstborn fowl and then having to give a tenth of your income to like not the church? And they're like, 
but we get laws and stability, right? And they're like, yeah. And someone we can How talk terrible. to. That someone we can actually talk to and like appeal to that's not a fucking weird thing in a box that's you mean to tell me that our our, do you mean to tell me it'd be like if like my digital it'd be like if my cable provider called me like yes technically you could cancel your service but just so you're aware if you go to the other service the price is going to stay the same but you won't serve a magic box that will kill you at its whim like yeah that sounds just fine yeah it's dude it's the hong kong situation it's like imagine if xi jinping went to them and not only said, okay, I'm going to give it to you, but expected them to want to stay under his rule. Like, come like, on, you guys. You like, like my despotic Sam- rule, not their <laughs> despotic rule, right? Like, yeah. And, and, and Samuel legitimately seems to think that his little fucking Braveheart speech here is going to sway people to his side. Like, can you? Because he's a dumbass. <laughs> can you imagine this king taking the best of your fields and your vineyards? And like, yeah, I can yeah, imagine. Yes. It's called the Feast of fucking Weeks or some shit with you. Like, every yeah, you take all of our meat and you're not even God. Yeah, like, like what the fuck are you talking about? What you've never heard of the Sabbath? <laughs> so, Stupid yeah. fucking Samuel piece of shit. The the lack of self awareness here is absurd, and I love it. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Nevertheless, um, the people refuse to obey the voice of Samuel. No, no, no. We will have a king over us. Yeah, that sounds great. We'll take please, it. Please. Please. Please let us have a king. This this whole I don't know. It's like it's like it'd be like, yeah, I, mean, I know we're I know we're like ten analogies deep, but no, it's I like it. it's like your mom being like, Okay, yes, technically you can leave the house, but just so you know, you're gonna have like all this freedom and I'm not going to be there to like tell you when to go to bed. And now you're like, yeah, that's exactly why the fuck I'm doing this. Like, are you high? Yeah. I'll, I'll just take the garden hose to clean my car. I don't want your deluxe wash that comes with your prima nocta rights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that cool. we may also be like all the nations that our King may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people and he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord and so basically God tells them, like, yep, heed their voice, make them a king. Uh, it's not, and- it's interesting because it's not autonomy, right? You got to think uh, back then, true autonomy wasn't a thing. First off, I'm assuming that you're living so hand to mouth, unless you're in the upper crust, that uh, you're not thinking too much about those top tiers of the Has- Maslow's hierarchy. It's yeah, these more people aren't looking for self-actualization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just want to be able to not be killed at random. They want to, if they're going to go to battle, they don't want to have to hope that their God shows up. They want a king who, hey, you know what? Maybe he's not going to win us the battle, but he's fucking there. Like we can, (laughs) there's our king. We want Joshua too, basically. That's who they're, I have to imagine if this was real, that the people are looking back to like a Joshua or a Gideon and saying, we want that again. Like Samuel is cool. I think you just recognize that God is mercurial, hateful, and a fucking psychopath. And yeah, he's got all the guns, you know, I definitely, I definitely think Steven Paddock is capable of protecting somebody, but he's not going to, that's not his fucking deal. I would, I would rather have a, you know, a, um, yeah, I'd rather have a, a, a David Koresh type, you know, for sure. Uh, cool. <laughs> I don't think I want either of those guys, but, uh, <laughs> so Samuel, Samuel hears them, uh, and is obviously shocked, but he's like, all right. Uh, he goes back to God and tells him what the people said, and God's like, "All right, give him a king." Right. And so Samuel turns around, all hus- huffy. Oh, all right, go, go home, go home, everyone. But he's gonna give him a king. That's the end of chapter eight. Yeah, Samuel nine. Woo, woo. 
Let's th- find th- out who gets to be king. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, mine is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the chosen to be king. So I, I think we can understand that, the, the, in essence, king, as we're understanding it in this context, is Israel looking for a replacement to God. This isn't like a simple thing. It isn't really under God. They're like, hey, we want someone to protect us and rule over us. And even God himself is like, yeah, they're rejecting me. They want to make a man-made God. Yeah. Ostensibly. So, but here's the thing. It's like you've hired a guy. It's like you've got this guy working for you. And you're like, hey, can you train your replacement? And also, we want you to be homeless afterwards. Like, what kind of job were you expecting here to perform here? Um, the, the fact that they were like, hey, God, would you make us a king? You know, the guy that's going to make you irrelevant and kind of uh, take away all your money. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because they definitely don't stop giving to God. Um. It's more of just a in between. It's like a, I mean, it's like a more official version of the judges because the judges seem to be pretty regional, I guess. After Joshua, I guess. Whereas this, we're asking for a permanent, overall judge. I I think to teach these uppity Israelites a lesson, God's like, okay, you want a king? I'm gonna give you your king, but just as is God's way. He's going to do it in a fucked up way to teach him a lesson. Because who does he go to make... What what tribe do you think he's going to make from the kings? Oh, the Benjamites? The, the avowed yeah, rapists who are cursed to have to kidnap their wives? Oh, that's a perfect... perfect. That's a perfect uh, stable genius to put well, in they, charge of these people. They get the job done. But no, I, I see it more as... This is like a company, and the CEO works in their office. And they don't have anyone between the workers and the CEO, really. And sometimes he's not even around, and they don't know what the fuck to do, and they get hammered by, you know, competitors. And then sometimes he's in there just micromanaging the shit out of them and hitting them. And they're like, can we just have, like, someone between you and us? Yeah, can we just have a supervisor? Just somebody else that tells us what to do, that knows what we're doing, that isn't a piece of shit. Anything else? Um, So let's find this guy. So there was a man of the tribe of Benjamin... Uh, named Kish, son of Abiel, the, who's the son of Zoror, the son of Becherath, the son of Aphia, uh, and a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. Uh, and he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. In case okay. you're wondering what what uh, qualities uh, God's looking for to make a king. I hated the way that they got to this, though. That they yeah. didn't say there was a man named Saul, son of Kish, blah, 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 blah. It says there was a man named Kish, son of all these people. And he had a son named Saul. <laughs> like it yeah, it's stupid. Destroyed. But let, let's be clear who Saul was. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upwards, he was taller than all the people. It's kind of some Invader Zim shit. They're like, what is yeah. Saul's quality? Well, he's fucking tall and handsome. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. I obviously, mean, this is a man chosen by God. That's how we elect presidents now, so. <laughs> tall. Handsome, handsome, flowing golden locks of hair. Yeah, that's of natural kind of, hair. Right. <clears throat> but what's happening in Saul's life? Let's find out. So donkeys are owned by Kish, Saul's father, and they get lost. And so obviously Kish sends out his tall, handsome son to find the donkeys with a servant. And they go out. They're just wandering all over the fucking place. They're in the hill country of Ephraim. They're going through a, a near a place called Shalisha. They're just traveling the entire nation looking for these fucking just donkeys. all over Israel looking <laughs> for donkeys, which is patently absurd. Anyways. When my dog they, gets lost, I catch a train. I, go, yeah. <laughs> I get a new fucking dog. So they 
they're getting to a district called Zuff. I don't know where that is. I didn't look it up. And uh, Saul turns to the servant that's with him and says, look, let's just go home. At this point, my dad's probably more worried about us than he is about the donkeys anyway, right? Like he thinks <laughs> we've been gone probably on the trails for weeks, right? Yeah. Very. This is a this is actually a Cormac McCarthy book waiting to happen. So <laughs> they're out there. They're looking. They can't find anything. And the servant turns to him and goes, wait, 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 wait. You see this town over here? Uh, there's like a seer, like a fucking uh, what a are those man people of God that look, is the what crystal balls? Yeah. What are those uh, guys? Uh, yeah. Fortune teller. Yeah. Suits there's a fortune teller. That, but basically, because yeah. um, he says, let's go up here, and maybe he'll tell us where the donkeys are. So you, you, I'm picturing like a little hole in the wall type place where there's kind of a witch type person, you know? Sure. Mystic, a mystic, if you will. And Saul's yeah. like, all right. Which let you know how truly desperate. If I was ever looking for a dog, I'm not going to a fucking psychic. I, I might put up some 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 flyers. Well, my dog's oh. better than your dogs. So. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I saw your eyes. You looked really sad there. <laughs> so Saul says, "Yeah, like sure. There's this seer, this man of God, but we don't have anything to pay him because that's how the man of God works. You have to pay yeah, him obviously. to find out where your donkeys. Some are. things never change. Yeah." Oh, nice. A little Osteen jab there. I like it. So Saul's like, what are we going to give him? And the servant's like, all right, I, I've been hiding a shekel of silver from you, apparently, in my ass. One fourth of a shekel. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pop that shit Some out real servant quick. Servant wages, yeah. It's only a tenth of an ounce, just to be clear. It's not a lot. But he's got a little bit of silver. He's like, we'll pay him the silver. Let's go up there. Let's find this seer, as it calls him. The Bible is quick to explain. So uh, back in the day, by the way, uh, what we would they would call seers kind of means what we call prophets now i'm not buying it right i like that these are prophets for hire they're just fucking everywhere yeah they're like oh hey i heard there's a prophet or you got some money yeah we'll just go bribe him to tell us where these fucking donkeys are like imagine that you're a prophet for like yeah i speak to god i'll take any fucking job hey man i'm looking for my donkeys that's why i'm here you got a fucking (sighs) shekel of silver you want to know where your donkeys are i talked to god about it do you want me to bring it up to god where your donkeys are (laughs) so they go up the hill they run into some young ladies, and not distracted by these hussies, they say, "Where's Where's the seer?" And they're like, "All right, he's up. He's up this hill. Just not a keep Samson going up. type." Yeah, they keep going up to the town. Uh, they're about to do a sacrifice, so hurry up. And there's this like long explanation of why they should hurry, like a few verses long. I don't know why. They're like, "Hurry up! He's about to do a sacrifice, and they're going to eat after that. So if you don't get there soon, you're gonna it's going to be a wait." Well, I mean, it's like it's like when you know the show starts at seven and you're looking for it. Like it's six fifty. If you guys don't get in there before the door's shut, you're gonna miss the fire thrower. Well, you have to wait two hours on this like three week trip you've been on. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know why they're in a hurry, but for whatever reason, they get up there um, and they run into someone. Guess who it is? Guess yeah. who our seer for hire is? Who's this? Who's this holy man who does? Uh, I w- I love the idea that the seer, this man for hire. Uh, who speaks for God has a couple of children who take bribes to speak for God. It's an interesting, like, uh, but it's cool when he does it. Oh, dude, prostitute. Prostitute. <laughs> man, I like it. Good, um, but yeah, who's this holy man that will uh, uh, pay for play uh, where your fucking donkeys are? Why it's Samuel. He's at just the top of the mountain, just doing a sacrifice, just who, a- neglecting his children, staying as far away from home as possible. Who only years wife. ago, only years ago, was appointed as the leader of all of Israel. Right, has led them in battle. Um, is ha- for his entire life after that battle has been the leader of all of the Israelites, and fucking Saul doesn't even know who he is. Right, yeah. so already we're hitting some really inconsistent shit here. Um, he appears to just be some fucking old hermit guy 
that lives the, up in this one town and the, does the judge of Israel at this time. Yeah, the this leader like, of Israel, speaker yeah, for yeah. God, elector of this kings. Is, this is like if I told you to go pick up some street tacos and the fucking governor was the one serving them. It's, it doesn't make sense. Honestly, I have no idea who the fuck the governor is of Florida. <laughs> oh, some guy. So <laughs> they get to him. They're like, hey, we're looking for uh, Samuel. He's like, hey, that's me. Don't mind the secret service surrounding him. No big yeah. deal. Hey, we're just looking for a guy that shows where our donkeys are. You've brought it to the right place. I couldn't possibly delegate this. You, you, you're you missing some donkeys, you say. <laughs> Damn, donkey man. You're good. It's like he even knew to be there. Um, <laughs> then it goes back into a cut scene from earlier, right? The Bible goes takes us back a little ways. Okay, so God had come to Samuel and said, listen, this is the day before. He says, listen, tomorrow... I'm going to send a man to you from the Benjamites. You're going to anoint him to be the king. <laughs> so. I, I, I love it. It'd be like if like um, it, it'd be like if I was like, hey, we need someone to lead this country. I'm going to elect a president. And then like the day before, God's like, OK, listen, OJ gets out of prison on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but it's more of a Cosby, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like, listen, Brock Turner is looking for work, and it's just perfect, man. He'll take the job. So tomorrow, a Benjamite, the people who went to war with all of Israel, like, if you thought the South was bad for wanting slaves, goddamn, these Benjamites were willing to tear Oof. apart the entire country to protect rapists. Yes, so, they're horrible. Yeah, they're going to be the next leader. By the way, I've, I've elected, a, a, there's going to be a man from Benjamin. Uh, he's, I'm going to make him commander over my people of Israel that he may save them from the hand of the Philistines who we already said are like all are fucked gone. up and are never coming yeah. back. Yeah. So great. Here's the craziest part of this passage though, is that God also says to him, I've looked on my people for their cry has reached me. So suddenly we have this very compassionate God. Um, yeah. suddenly he, the act of appointing a King is a thing of, of generosity, right? Of mercy. Like it's his idea all of a sudden. Yeah. So just remember, I'm not going to say too much, but that's where we're at right now. God that somehow good... God's like, hey, Samuel, just as a heads up. Samuel, who at this point seems like a traveling salesman priest. Yes. And not a judge of Israel who all of Israel no. would come to looking for a king. At this point, Samuel, uh, just a fucking traveling hobo, bum, donkey soothsayer. God's <laughs> like, by the way, um, I have heard the cries of my people. And I will give you a commander to anoint over them to protect them for the Philistines, who in the last chapter I'd already destroyed and said, fuck kings. Correct. So we fast forward 24 hours back to uh, Saul and his servant talking to Samuel. And God comes up and whispers in Samuel's ear, hey, this is him. This is the guy I talked to you about. This is, this is Saul. That's the fucking guy. Get your hand out of your pants. That's the fucking guy. It's tell where his donkeys are. So... Uh, Saul approaches Samuel. He's like, hey, can you tell me where the seer is? He's like, that's me. Uh, he's like, go ahead of me. Go up to the high place where he's going to go do the sacrifice. He's like, I've already pre- basically I already prepared. I knew you were coming. And there's meat that's going to be given to me because I'm the priest. Because I'm the fucking judge of Israel. I get free meat. I'm going to let <laughs> you have some of it. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a talk. It's not weird that I'm taking the meat from God and giving it to a random, handsome, tall guy, right? It's yeah, not yeah, weird yeah. that I'm giving this super hot Benjamite uh, special Jason treatment. Like, if I yeah. was to, like, I mean, it, it, it's just how history repeats itself. This hot toy comes walking to the priest, and he's like, ooh, who are you? Come to my special hut. I've got some special meat for you to try on your slippery lips. <laughs> and then being a real fortune teller type, he goes, oh, by the way, 
don't worry about those donkeys you lost a few days ago without them having been mentioned. And then he also says, And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line? Now Saul's taken aback, right? First off, I'm assuming because he knew they were looking for donkeys. He's like, I, I'm literally, how important could I be? I've been looking for donkeys for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, and he says, well, you know, I'm uh, a Benjamite. And that's like the smallest. We're obviously, we were just decimated by We were the almost Israelites. extinctified, yeah. Yeah. We were only allowed to live by capturing and raping uh, the daughters of our neighbors, if you remember, because that just happened, right? <laughs> yeah. Literally just happened. So I'm the product of rape, most likely. Um, at best. <laughs> <laughs> best case scenario, my mom is a sex traffic victim. Yeah. Worst case scenario, uh, there's some rape and incest in here. In I don't like know. a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Oof. So he's like, but wh- wh- why me? Why would you say this to me? Why am I someone that Israel is going to look to? Samuel doesn't fucking say anything, obviously. And uh, brings him to the hall. They eat. It's great. He is grooming this young boy. Oh, hell yeah, dude. This is, this is, this is classic grooming. He knows exactly what to do. He got groomed by Eli. You know he was sucking that old man off. Oh the yeah, the cycle continues. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was like, like Samuel That's was like, I... come, Samuel was like, uh, or sorry, Eli was like, Samuel, come into my chambers late at night, and he's like, right away, sir. And then now he's like, ooh, you know, Saul, you're looking pretty fit. Yeah, come to true my true Catholics. Come, yeah, <laughs> in the in the in the uh, tradition of the most Italian religion. <laughs> Continue with that theme. We are never going to get through this fucking book. So anyway, (laughs) so Samuel hosts a fucking feast, of course, and he gives Saul the best seat in the house and then gives him the choiciest cuts of meat. If I were Saul, I'd be fucking terrified. Yeah. Like, this is some Hansel and Gretel shit. Yeah, (laughs) this is is some fucking Epstein's Island fucking psycho shit. Yeah, I followed the breadcrumbs here. Now you're fattening me up. I know there's an oven over there. Yeah, I'm not oh. getting in there to clean it for you. I know. Honestly, him getting uh, murdered and then thrown into an oven would be the least of my worries. True, true, true. If I'm just sitting there and I'm like, the guy's just like, here, drink this wine. I'm like, wake uh, up, train to a radiator. A, uh, <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm good with just water. I've had a long walk. No, drink the wine. Drink this cup of wine, not that one. Yeah, yeah not that one. <laughs> Do you so, like decadent things, Saul? <laughs> Does thou wish to Can I tempt you with a dessert? Like I. <laughs> So they they dined all night like you do. And after that, they went back down to town and uh, they slept it off, I guess, which, again, I think is probably what Cole was just alluding to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they arise early. So Saul's really got no reason to be there. He already found out before any of this started that his donkeys are like, fine. Yeah. Um, But they're like, oh, yeah, well, hold on. And as they're leaving, they like see Samuel. I mean, it makes sense that they stayed there and ate and stuff. They were out of food, it mentioned earlier. So. Yeah. So Samuel tells Saul, this is the end of nine. He's like, all right, yeah, that was a great night. Uh, you know, you're so fucking hot. Hey, tell your servant to just go. And you and me, let's hang out a little bit. He probably put his hand on Saul's thigh. And he's like, yeah. I want to announce to you the word of God. Oh, shit. This guy's fucking creepy. Oh, dude, yeah. He reminds me of every youth pastor. He's just he's just like putting his hand on his knee. Have you ever like watched gladiator movies? <laughs> you ever been to a Turkish prison camp? <laughs> um, so that's chapter nine. Chapter ten opens up, and with no uh, no real warning. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Says, I love this. Go ahead. 
I, I love it. Like, so this whole evening's been just fucking creepy. The guy's like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've been watching you. Okay. Would you like to come up to my house and have a special meal with me and all these dudes? Like, sure, why not? And I want you to spend the night at my house and get fucking drunk. He's like, I don't see anything wrong with that. And now I need your servant to leave me. And he's like, yep. All this is adding up. And then immediately, once that servant is out of eyesight, Samuel just starts covering Saul in oil and kissing him. I would know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've been in this situation, it wasn't olive oil like this, it was baby oil, and we were in an inflatable baby pool, but it's kind right. of the same sort of thing I was Peter on. Pan. You were- <laughs> I was Tinkerbell. Um, and so, it's, <laughs> Saul, or Samuel, rather, kisses Saul as he's pouring olive oil all over him, and says, the Lord has anointed you ruler over his inheritance. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't know how it takes. Like, are we role playing? Or it's like, it's like- <laughs> there's just this old ass fucking dude covering me in oil and kissing me and be like, by the way, all of Israel is yours. I'm like, is this code? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, t- 10, 12 hours ago, he didn't even know who this fucking guy was. He, there, there was no recognition of Samuel being important enough to make a call like this, right? I just it would want be you one know you're thing. the commander now. Like, oh, <laughs> the fuck is this shit? It would, be, it would be one thing if, you know, like, it was he knew that Samuel was the boss, but he doesn't fucking. It's just, some, just old, some random old guy covered him in oil and given him kisses. Yeah, so obviously he he turns out to be a little skeptical. I would say, although and, where we're going from here is the inconsistencies we're talking about. So buckle the fuck up. I'm gonna say that. Let's do right? it. Okay, so Samuel goes off on this crazy prophetic. I don't know diatribe. He says, "When you leave me today, you're gonna meet two men near Rachel's tomb." Um, Rachel, wife of Jacob, and uh, near the border of Benjamin. They're going to say to you, the donkeys that you're looking for have been found, which he already knew, so that was a weird thing. Uh, but now your father's worrying about you um, instead of the donkeys, and he's asking what he should do about his son. So we already knew kind of that, right, that the donkeys were found. We also knew that by now his father would probably be wor- more worried about him. Right. This and sounds like says, some, like, future Sears fucking trick. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's Yeah, it's like a... It's like one of those uh, Las Vegas Because he's like, because it's like, he's first of all, he states things that he couldn't possibly know. I mean, the whole thing is things he couldn't possibly know. But he's True. like, by the way, you're going to go to Rachel's tomb. There's going to be some guys that have seen your donkeys. They know what your donkeys look like. Everyone knows yeah. what fucking Saul's donkeys look like. They're gonna know well, exactly I mean, it's an act of prophecy. That's why. Sure, yeah. So it's these guys are going to be like, hey, man, you looking for your donkeys? We already sent them home. But hey, your dad is looking for you. Sure. And then he says, after you see those men, you're going to continue until you get to the great tree of Tabor. And you're going to see some men worshiping God there at Bethel. They will meet you. They're going to be carrying three young goats and three loaves of bread and also a skin of wine. They're going to offer you two loaves, which you will accept from them. It's all very cryptic, right? This is like yeah. very. You will find I wish I was in the three loaves. They shall give you two. I'm like, I've had that math problem in fifth grade. Like, I know the fuck yeah, yeah. How many do they have left? I think one, but I'm not an expert. Right. But it's this weird. like, not very a biblical scholar. You know that there are some people that are obsessed with these verses, right? There's got to be. Right, yeah. This, this lets you know that the end of days is October 12th. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then from wish. there, you're going to go to the Hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And when you have come upon that city, you're going to meet a band of prophets. Now, I don't mean like a group of prophets. I mean like a fucking traveling band. A band. Like, yeah. Yeah, that plays musical instruments, who consists of prophets. And when you get there, the spirit of the Lord is going to come all over you 
and Ugh. you will prophesize with them and be turned into another man. If I'm soul, I'm like, man, you're giving me all kinds of fucking mixed messages here. What's funny is that this happens to another Saul later in the Bible. Are you aware of that? I yeah, I only read as far as I get. I don't fucking know. Well, you've heard of probably the Apostle Paul, right? You've heard him mentioned? Uh, he yeah. wrote a lot of the New Testament. But his name was Saul, and then he was on a donkey, and God knocked him off the donkey, and he became Paul, and it changed his heart. So this is weirdly perf- like foreshadowing. So, or they copied it. No way. <laughs> this this fucking fanfic bullshit. Anyway, but Paul probably did exist. That's why that's difficult. Um, but so, this probably existed what a, a thousand years before his yeah. birth. Yeah, they were ready. So it says that um, you know, uh, get down with me to Gilgal. Um, I'm going to uh, come down with you. We're going to sacrifice some burnt offerings, and I'm going to slap your ass like a, in a locker room and send you on your way. It's not weird. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, so Saul turns to leave. And it says at that moment, right? So at this moment, God changes Saul's heart. And all these signs were fulfilled. So all the shit they talked about happened. Um, blah, blah, blah. It, expl- it goes over those again. And uh, people are seeing him prophesying now with all these prophets he ran into. And they're like, wow, isn't that isn't that uh, Kish's son, Saul? Which is yeah. weird that they would know that. Well, he's fucking uh, handsome. I mean, let's not let's not let's that's not. That's true. He's a head taller than anyone else. That let's not underscore the authority that being tall and handsome gives you. Well, let's be clear. He's not just tall and handsome. He is a head taller than anyone else in Israel. Oh, so he's just so, a freak. Yeah, he's a dirt. He's a fucking circus. <laughs> he's a handsome, freak. handsome, tall, probably huge dick motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, crazy dong hanging right there. Yeah, obviously. Crazy. That's how they knew it was his donkeys. They'd seen it before. <laughs> so uh, at some point, Saul gets tired of prophesying, um, and he runs into his uncle. And his uncle uh, asked him in a servant, because now he's suddenly with his servant again. I, I don't know. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, his says, servant was sent away, but not just so they could talk I guess, in private. I yeah, don't he was just he was like, any... he was probably hooking up with those chicks from the night before. Probably. I built, I feel like this or servant, those dudes. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a servant for Saul, right? <laughs> so his uncle runs into him and it says, hey, where have you been? And he's like, oh, uh, looking for the donkeys. But uh, we ran into Samuel. And he's like, well, what did Samuels tell you? And Saul says, oh, well, he told us the donkeys were found. Let's just fucking mention that he's the king of the Jews now. Like, like how was your weekend? How is my weekend? Found those donkeys. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's all he says. All right. So okay. he doesn't mention getting covered in olive oil or Doesn't mention that weird night. You know why? Because he feels shape. Probably because Samuel told him, if you tell anyone about this, you'll get in trouble. Don't yeah. tell anyone about this weird night covered in oil with a priest. That's That's our secret time. He seems a lot like Gideon here. Um, remember how Gideon also was like, but I'm from the smallest tribe, and Gideon was just very unsure. I'm so weak and pathetic. I don't yeah. know. And then the spirit of the Lord came upon him, and now he's got all this confidence. Yeah, but Saul looks like John Ham, so it doesn't make any sense. Like, you think he would just be like, <laughs> yeah, duh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking whatever. He just fucking cock slaps him. <laughs> he's like, get the mom. fuck out of my way. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so, yeah, this is all unfolding. So Samuel calls all the people back to Mitzpah, this fucking meeting place, the Watchtower. Yeah. And again, thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself. Record scratch. Yeah. (laughs) But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversities and your tribulations. You have said to him, no, 
set a king over us. Uh, now, yeah. therefore, present yourselves to the Lord by your tribes and by your clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense because we just got done with the part talking about how God was, like, happy to give yeah, them. Like, oh, like, here, here's your leader. But all of a sudden now he's like, and by the way, if you recall, I fucking hate you guys. And I, I, again, not that it's a surprise, but like, are you still fucking talking about Egypt? You know, like you're not going to yeah, mention, gosh. you're not going to mention opening up the earth, destroying Aaron's clan, giving us leprosy, setting the Philistines against us, setting the Amorites against us, fucking murdering my dad. Like all this shit. None of that. Like remember for Egypt? Yeah, not really. Yeah. You did killed you just us. wear your varsity jacket to the 30-year reunion? Like, yeah, did you, you really? You, you killed 50,000 of us a couple of years ago. We're fucking still talking about Egypt? You yeah, hit my God's dog cool. drunk last week, and you're still talking about that one time we went to a Dodgers game? I don't give a fuck about that shit. God uh, has killed far more of them than the Egyptians could have ever dreamed to have done. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a consummate uh, mass murderer. So... The <laughs> This is where things get a little trippy. Um, Samuel, he's got all of them, all the tribes here, and he says that they uh, basically cast lots to choose which tribe will be the new, will host the new king. Now, this is weird because didn't we just have the new king appointed and anointed with oil? Um, well, I think I, to me it seems like a shadow deep state type situation. Samuel has elected Saul as king in secret, their whole oil ceremony, probably underneath a pizza parlor. Negative. And now he's Negative. like, by the way, all of Israel, we're going to elect our king today. Uh, let's do it in public, you know, but it's a rigged election. No. Th- okay. This is the problem with what you just said. First off, the people asked him to choose a king. He chose a king. Right? Right. Now we're in a completely different story. God is angry again. So God was happy about it in the Saul portion of the story. Now God is angry again. Right. And he's like, all right, we're going to cast lots to choose, which isn't what happened. God told him. And if he had told the people, God told me who would be your, your, your king would be, they probably would have been cool with it. Instead, he's like, let's cast lots because they would probably also see that as just as a divine a thing as God talking to Samuel. Let's flip a fucking coin. Well, I wonder it's, if it's... It's two complete... It's the exact same story told by two different people. Simultaneously. The the Deuteronom the Deuteronomical the Deuteronomical Deuteronomical you got it authors or the people compiling these these tales saw as yes conflicting but also both part of our legacy and needing to be included oh. Christians will flip shit if you try to tell them that but that's <laughs> they're exactly like let's just give them both stories yeah. they are they're saying yeah we've heard this we've heard that it's one of these things. This is not a divinely inspired book just by that alone. This this isn't a consistent, you know, divinely written series. This is just... God didn't write this. They had two tales. It's it's the backstory of the Joker. They're like, yeah, yeah, if you want to know his past, it's multiple choice. Um, I'm the Joker, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, to me, the way I interpreted it, I didn't really see it as like... I thought it was... That's Kugel's take on it. So okay. I'm gonna, I saw it as credit. being, when I read it, I didn't have that impression of it, and obviously I didn't have the history of it. I just thought it was like Samuel meets Saul, they have this fucking deal, uh, I'm going to elect you king. And then he holds this other separate thing. But now that you've said that, it kind of makes sense, because there is a lot of weird shit in this part. That's so, not the only, yeah, you're right, that's not let, the only let, part. Let's finish it, and let's come back to it. So Samuel is like, hey, by the way, it's time to elect a king. All the tribes come up. We're going to divide by lots. And he's like, okay, uh, first, 
Benjamin. And everyone's like, okay, so ben, whoever the king is is in the tribe of Benjamin. He's it's like, like playing the game Guess Who. Yeah, but this is exactly what we did with Aaron. Not with Aaron. Well, with in Joshua. Right. To pick the warriors to do something, to walk around Jericho, was it? Uh, there, but we, it was one of the battles. We'll, we'll do it they, in the they, recap where yeah. he was like, it's going to be this tribe. And then it was like, no, 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 no. I remember now exactly what it was. It was the tribe that had blasphemed God. And oh, they called yeah, all the tribe. Was, it was that yeah, uh, that valley. The, it, was, Anak. it was just the one clan within the tribe. Yeah, it was the Valley of Anak story. Yep, yep. Where right. uh, they were like, okay, someone has fucked out. up. Let's find out who it was. And they're like, okay, it's from this tribe. And they're like, okay, but now it's this clan. Okay, now it's this family. And then they put that entire family to death. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, the badass. people that had stolen that silver. But anyway, yep. so it's the same shit where they're like, okay, who's the leader? And he's like, it's from the tribe of Benjamin. And then like, all the people of Benjamin show up. Like, okay, it's from the hey. family of Matri. And like, oh, yeah, cool. And like, and now it's Saul. But... Here's the this interesting feels like a thing. scene out of Harry Potter, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, and then he's like, by the way, the family is Saul, but Saul's not even there. He's oh, yeah. hiding. <laughs> okay, so again, we already had God change his heart and make him into a bona fide king. Yeah, he had right? the spirit of the Lord for him, you know, and he's been yeah. uh, he's been anointed in fucking gallons of oil. And yet in this weird Ooh. story where Saul's like, by the way, everyone get up. I'm going to fucking who here's who's going to own Willy Wonka's factory. Um he is like, by the way, it's going to be this guy named Saul. Like, he's never fucking heard of them. And Saul is hidden among equipment somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so so he's not even around. But the people are still pumped, I guess, because they got what they wanted. So so they drag Saul away from wherever his hiding spot was. And there yeah. he was, taller than any of the people from his shoulders upwards. And... Again, I don't know. Like, like this is how you would elect a fucking leader. So Samuel's like, look at how tall and handsome this guy. Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? So I mean, all the people shouted and said, long live the king. You're being cynical here, but yeah, that is exactly how I'm sure many leaders have been chosen. I mean, why wouldn't you pick the crippled guy who can talk to crows? Because uh, he's going to betray you and go work with Xerxes. Okay, <laughs> Doing Game of Thrones, but yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. And then Such I a fucking on you. season eight sucks. Ugh, gross. Okay, so they they find him. They find him. He's handsome. He's tall. Long live the king, yeah, obviously. obviously I would be. Fucking... I would get thrilled. I'd be like, hell yeah. Fucking that tall, handsome guy who's oddly yeah. close oh. to Samuel. Yeah. Yeah, I voted for him. Samuel keeps um, touching So him. Samuel explains to them the rights and duties of the kingship, which he already did. Whatever. Um. Writes them all down on a scroll, deposits before the Lord, uh, much like they did with their covenant. Right. You know, these are the rules of there. a king. By the way, I'm putting it up in the yep. house of God of this book of the. Mm-hmm. And it says, then Samuel dismissed them all. Saul went home like a king does, I guess. Yeah, he just goes back to his place. Where's my donkey? I've been looking all over you guys in the longest but he was a donkey. It, it does say he was accompanied by valiant men, soon to be known as the Knights of the Round Table, as I'm sure you're aware. Right. And uh, some of these scoundrels, though, yeah. doesn't it doesn't ten twenty seven. It doesn't say who exactly these scoundrels are, but some of them said, "How can this fellow save us?" They despised him and brought him no gifts. But Saul kept silent. So this is just they're jealous, right? They're fucked. Here's this ugly head. <laughs> I mean, I'm on their side, but yeah, they're they're, they're like jealous. they're like. I'm sorry, I don't understand. The leader of Israel is just the tallest guy in town. We're going by height. <laughs> You you did a constitution save to see who would be our, <laughs> our king. Okay. 
All right. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take a pass on this one. I'll see you at the next king. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's there. It's we, funny. There we have back to back, conflicting, completely different stories on how Saul became the first king of the Jews. And next week, guess what we're gonna have? Because we're wrapping it up. Next week, we're gonna have a third and totally different story. Really? On how he became king of the Jews. Oh, that would yeah. be fun. Um, I only know that because Cool mentions it. Funny. Yeah, I, I never read ahead. But um, that's as far as we're going to read. That's, uh, that's a nice seven, lineup. eight, nine, ten. That's four chapters. You're, you're welcome. You. It's more than you deserve, honestly. So, a question. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> when I started Samuel, the book raises two questions. A, is God giving Israel a king from his own free will to protect him, or is he doing it begrudgingly? And I posit a third question, or is he doing it as a sabotage? I have a third, I have a fourth answer for you. Okay. It's both. And it depends on which writer you're reading. That's all. That's it's, it's, I know that's deflating a little bit, right? but there's one writer that's clearly saying, I'm here to save you with the king said God. Right. And there's one that's saying, oh, you done goofed up now. Yeah, here's your fucking you shitty king. fucking king. It, it, it'd be like uh, it'd be like uh, the kids are like, we want pizza, we want pizza. And then your mom simultaneously you goes, them. fuck you, my food's not good enough for you. Here's your fucking pizza. And then also it was like, hey guys, do you guys want some pizza? <laughs> and like, mom, no. Uh, that actually sounds like my childhood. Uh, um, I, I, I hear you talking your cynic bullshit, but I have to remind you what my Bible says in the uh, early concordance. Oh, no. Um, these, you don't have to. <laughs> these apparent contradictions, like so many others, are resolved by careful reading and handling of the text. So I think the answer to this obvious contradictions in the Bible is fuck you, Grant. No, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. Uh, I should shut the hell up. What yeah, I mean, who am I? Asshole, you piece who of am shit. I? Yeah, you stupid. No, ass. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm being, I'm actually being uh, earnest. Like, who am I to say that? Like, obviously, you're I, not even I, a my millionaire. Grasp, my grasp of this is quite juvenile. Um, no, I, I think that it's interesting to look at it that way. And I kind of like, I love Kugel, right? James Kugel, right. he's the man. The man, he, he's still uh, a, a self-proclaimed. Sorry, he's still a self-proclaimed believer. He's a Jew. That's stupid. He's practicing sure. Hebrew, um, but he's able to, I think, take all these things with a grain of salt and say, you know, at least he's he's not a zealot. If we can somehow know, like get that. him on here, I want him to defend that position because I don't understand it at all. But uh, let's not get too book. off the beaten path. But yeah, and yeah. I can be like, yes, yes, it's all bullshit. But I still believe it. Uh, okay. But he, what are you a hero well, yeah, for that? That's great. He has he has his crutch in life, but he's not going to shoot up a place over it. You know, <laughs> that's what I want. He's not going to kill an abortion doctor. You <laughs> okay. know. All right. That's the that's the baseline. That's that's our that's the metric which we measure men. Yeah, they don't kill abortion doctors. They just want to suck fetuses out of women. What's wrong with that? <laughs> to me, and maybe that's my cynical worldview, is I almost feel like God has proven to himself that he's totally fine beating the shit out of the Jews. Yeah. Killing them. And I think he's kind oh, of yeah. figured out that it's not really working. He's been punishing them, punishing them, punishing them, and they still don't love me, you guys. So now he's like, okay, they want to have a king. I'm going to give them a king. 
but I still haven't quite let go of the philosophy of, you know, the beatings will continue until morale improves. So I'm going to give you a king, but I'm going to give you a king from the worst, shittiest tribe by a guy who was elected just because he's tall. And we're going to see how these dice fucking roll, you know? It's, uh, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, like we said, it's some of the sloppiest shit we've seen yet. (laughs) Sloppy. Playing fast and loose, but I am glad. I think it's also, we're going to see more of this, uh, split, split mentality of God where, yes, he's all about giving you your king, but also he's mad about it. Well, Saul it ends up being one type of king. The king after him being ends up being a totally different type. So you continue this, um, this like non ability to commit to whether or not God likes kings. Like we, it, you never know. You right. never know. You never know anything about God. He he, he says he likes Moses, and then he strangles him, and then he says he likes Moses, and then he bans him. And then, you know, I don't know. Ugh. Well, we're only like halfway through the first book of Samuel, so we still got plenty of that douchebag to go. All right, but uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Tell you that much. I certainly wouldn't snip my child's dick over this shit. Oh, I would. But just... <laughs> just I for the look. Yeah. Just for the speed. All right. I mean, think about how much quicker you can pump. I thought this was going to be a really long episode, but uh, I feel like we, we, we got through it as much as we needed it's, to. It's definitely not our longest, but it was longer than... I could have talked another 30 more minutes about how I think Samuel fucked Saul, but I'll just save that uh, for my fanfic. No, no, please. <laughs> no, okay, so what I Please, no. <laughs> I want to show me, actually. It'll be, I'll, expl- I'll describe <laughs> right, it to the people right. as you do it. Okay. No. All right. Well, folks, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Irrevelations. Feel free to send us an email, irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. And let me just say, if you've got a hot young man who sits maybe a head over everyone else around and is just handsome as fuck, and you're thinking about, you know, wasting a bunch of oil to pour it over him so he can become king of the Jews, I'll tell you this. Try deep frying your turkey this Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. Thanks.